Hey, how is everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 12. I've got a special episode for you here on a Saturday. Don't normally do Saturdays, but I missed the last couple days of uploading. I really wanted to get you this one because the NBA is back. Ladies and gentlemen, NBA preseason started yesterday. I know it's the preseason, but the NBA is back. Super excited. It was a short offseason. I did go over a lot of NBA at the start of this podcast, but I wanted to hop back into it, giving you an NBA season preview, giving me giving predictions of uh, coach of the year, six man of the year, MVP, all that stuff, and predicting who's going to go to the finals and who's going to win it all this year. So let's just, uh, let's just hop right into it. So I'm going to start with some teams. We'll do teams first, then individuals, and then after that, I'll give my playoff layout with some predictions. So I'm going to start with some sleeper teams. My first sleeper team in the East is the Charlotte Hornets. I really like what they did this offseason and in the draft. They made their team better talent-wise, and that's really important because talent can just get you to the playoffs. And this is a team that has been the ninth seed, 10th seed. Seems like they're consistently picking um, 12th or 11th or 10th in the draft, but they got lucky in the lottery this past season. Get the third overall pick. You draft LaMelo Ball. I think he's going to be a superstar sometime in this league. He's got great uh, basketball IQ, really phenomenal passer, and apparently he has impressed a lot of people in that organization already for the Charlotte Hornets. Also, you sign Gordon Hayward. I know it's a hefty contract. That's four years, $120 million, but that's a really good player who could revitalize his career a little bit because it was a little flat in Boston due to injuries and the ascendance of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But I think he's really going to fit nicely there. He can be a guy that gets you 20 points a game. He can get back to the Gordon Hayward that we all knew on the Jazz, that really just all-around good player. And and for the Hornets, you've still got some really good young pieces. you got P.J. Washington. You've got Devontae Graham. You've got Miles Bridges, who can now come off the bench potentially. Still have Malik Monk there. And you've got Terry Rozier, who's a good backup point guard. So this is a team that I really think can squeak into the playoffs and snag a playoff spot. And who knows, maybe they could potentially upset one team in the playoff. But I think this is a team that will finally make it to the playoffs thanks to their addition of LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward. My next team is the Utah Jazz. I think this team is always slept on. And last year, they did blow a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets, uh, courtesy of Jamal Murray's absolute breakout in the bubble. But this this is a really good team. I watched them play basketball, and I think people forgot last year that in the playoffs, they did not have Bojan Bogdanovic, a consistent 20 points per game scorer, really good shooter from three-point range. They did not have him in the playoffs. He went. He had a under. He had wrist surgery to end his season, and that hurt this Jazz team. It cost them scoring. It cost them defense, and it cost them shooting. This was a this was a team that really relied on Donovan Donovan Mitchell, excuse me, in the playoffs, and they really didn't have another guy to go get a bucket. Mike Conley. It was his first year. He kind of struggled a little bit in the playoffs. He had a couple good games, but. Overall struggled a little bit. I remember he went 2 for 13 in that last game. Gobert's a good piece there. I really like their move of re-signing Jordan Clarkson in the offseason. And now with Bogdanovich back, and you still have Joe Ingles, this is a really good team that can still contend in the West. Will they make it to the NBA Finals? No. But do they have a good potential to upset a team like the Nuggets did last year against the Clippers? Absolutely. Especially with Bogdanovich back and with Mike Conley getting another year in that system.
And then lastly, my third sleeper team, which I'm actually really excited to see how they do this year, is the Washington Wizards. Trading John Wall for, for Russell Westbrook was a great trade in my opinion. Because now you've got a really good, uh, you got an aggressive point guard who's going to be a really good passer. And I'm going to say this, I think he's a good leader. I know he's gotten a bad rap, but he seems like a guy who, who can really galvanize this Wizards team when it seemed like Wall and Beal were just never on the same page when they were both healthy. You also draft Denny Avdija from uh, from the Israeli League. I think he's going to be a really good player. You still got Rui Hachimura. Second-year player out of Gonzaga, Thomas Bryant seems like who could he could have a breakout season. This it just seems like this team with Russell Westbrook could really come together and make a run, just like the Hornets for that eighth or seventh seed. And I don't know how close they're gonna come to it, but you've got Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. That's a really good dynamic duo to have. Beal coming off of a thirty-point per game season basically somehow didn't make the all-star game i mean i don't know how trey young did but he didn't because both of their teams were terrible but i think the wizards are definitely heading in the right direction and don't be surprised if they make the playoffs not just as an eight seed but as like a five seed russell westbrook with the thunder when he had the triple double season winning mvp he took that thunder team to i believe the fifth seed it was just him now you got bradley beal a really good shooter, one of the best scorers in the league, with some good young talent, with Avdia, with Hachimura, with Bryant. You still got Troy Brown there. This can be probably the most, in my opinion, this is the biggest sleeper in the whole league. I don't think people realize how good Washington can be. So those are my sleeper teams. Now I'm going to give a few teams that I believe are a little bit overrated and that will underachieve this season. Let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks. First off, not signing or completing the signing trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich was a huge mistake for the Bucks. They really botched the situation. Some people in their organization couldn't keep their mouths shut for four days to keep this trade under wraps because technically that trade could not have been completed until the Friday when free agency started, not Monday. And it was reported that Giannis really wanted to play with Bogdanovich. So letting that trade get unraveled before you could even make it, huge mistake because you lose, you lose Bogdanovich, you lose trust with Giannis, and now that affects his decision with the Supermax. Do I like the trade for Drew Holiday? I went over that. Absolutely. I think Drew Holiday is a fantastic addition, but I just, this team's going to be good in the regular season. In the playoffs, I just don't see it. I haven't seen it the past two years. Mike Budenholzer, great regular season coach. But even with the Hawks, with the Bucks recently, he can't get it done in the playoffs. He will be outcoached against every good coach in the East. Nick Nurse, Eric Spolstra, Brad Stevens. He will be outcoached by all of them. Maybe even Doc Rivers with the Sixers if they make it there. Steve Nash, I think he would outcoach him. He's just not a good playoff coach. He can't make adjustments. He couldn't get Giannis the ball where he needed to. He couldn't get him to his spots. He was getting completely clamped by the Heat defense, and he had no answer. Maybe with Holiday there, who will add 19 points per game and some really solid guard defense on the perimeter, maybe they can get over him, but I just don't see it. Everyone for them for the Bucks, it's title or bust uh, from what I'm hearing. If they, if they don't win a title, Giannis is probably going to leave. I feel that way too, and I don't think they're going to get there. I don't even think they're going to make the finals. 
and that's a huge problem if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, but I just don't see them playing well. And it all started, it all started when this team refused to re-sign Malcolm Brogdon for $20, $21 million a year. I believe it was four. It was four years, eighty million to the Pacers. He was a restricted free agent. He's a he's a fifty forty ninety guy, and you refuse to resign him because you got cheap. And, the, and Max Kellerman broke it down really well on ESPN. Number one, he's a really good player. Brogdon's really good, but number two, he could have been a trade piece for the Bogdanovich trade, so you can keep Divincenzo, who you now have to keep because you couldn't get Bogdanovich. Could have been a trade piece. So that's when, in my opinion, things started really going downhill for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think it's going to continue that way. And in my opinion, if they don't win the title this year or even get to the finals, Giannis is out. My next team that I believe is going to underachieve, I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. I remember last year, before Luka really started to ascend, I didn't believe the hype. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy into it. But then I really saw it and I was like, well, that's not a great take. So why am I making this take then? It has nothing to do with Luka. I think Luka's fantastic. He's going to be the face of this franchise. He has a shot at MVP, which we'll get into later. But the team as a whole defensively really lacks. Not a good defensive team. Great offensive team. You got Porzingis. He's a really good offensive player. Got good shooters with... Dorian Fiddy Smith, and you've got Tim Hardaway. Now you got Josh Richardson for Seth Curry, which I do not like. I thought about that. Trading Seth Curry, I don't like that trade for them. I know Richardson adds some defensive uh, presence to that team, which they really need. But man, Seth Curry's a great shooter. What is he, a career 44, 46% three point shooter? Career. That's a lot of threes that he's taking. 44%. You want that guy on your team. Why would you get rid of him? That's a great supplement piece for Luka. And with some other teams getting better in the West? I don't know. I just don't see them taking the next big step that everyone thinks. I think Luka could. But I don't see the team doing so. Because, that, I mean, a lot of things have to go right for this team. They lost the Clippers in six. Losing Seth Curry is a big deal in my opinion. And I just, I just don't see this team taking the next step. I don't think they added a good enough piece to get there. Even though Josh Richardson's a really good player. And then the last team, I'll just go over them briefly. I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. I think they're just going to kind of stand pat with where they are. I think Jamal Murray can continue his breakout from the bubble. I think Michael Porter Jr. with some more minutes can do so. But this isn't a team that's going to knock off the Lakers. This is not a team that's going to get to the finals. I, I still think they probably need oh, a couple more pieces. They did lose some guys. They lost Jeremy Grant. They lost uh, Tory uh, Craig. They did extend Monte Morris, which is good. They lost Mason Plumlee, but he wasn't really that big of a loss, in my opinion. But then this opens the door for guys like Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull. So can this be a good young team? Yes. Will they get over the hump? No. And that's why I'm going to put them in my underachieving category. Because when you make the Western Conference Finals, you have expectations to get a step further, which is the NBA Finals, and I don't think they're going to do so. Will they still be a good team? Yes. But they're not there yet, in my opinion. So those are my teams. And there is one, the big and the biggest sleeper in the West, I want to go over when I go over the playoffs. 
which I will I will do after I go over the individual awards. And I will do that in a few moments, so stay tuned. Be back in a bit. All right, we're back on 125 Unfiltered. We are going to go over my award per winner predictions for this upcoming NBA season. Let's start it with the coach of the year. I am going to go with Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. When I was making my sleeper teams, forgot to write this team down, but then I wrote it down later in my notes, and I really want to talk about them right now. Phoenix Suns adding Chris Paul, biggest move of the offseason, in my opinion. The biggest move. This gives DeAndre Ayton a huge boost. Get him a pick-and-roll partner. Devin Booker, get him some help so he doesn't have to carry this franchise, which is what he's been doing for the last couple of years. This gives guys like Cam Johnson, McCall Bridges, good 3 and D players for this team. More looks because Chris Paul's one of the best passers in the NBA. This team, I believe, is going to make the biggest ascension, the biggest jump from their position last year to their position now. And I'm going to go over it later, but I have them making the playoffs, and they're not just making the playoffs. They're going to be a decently high seed in the West. Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards in NBA history. He's shown it throughout his career. I know he hasn't won a championship. He's gotten kind of close when he, when he had that run with Houston before getting injured in Game 5. But Chris Paul is... Look what he did with the Thunder last year. Was Is that a playoff roster? No, not at all. But they pushed Houston to the brink with with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. That, that was Chris Paul. He is a leader. He gets the best out of his teammates. And if he's going to get the best out of DeAndre Ayton, he's going to turn into a monster this season. Huge breakout candidate, in my opinion. Gives Devin Booker that insurance. And you got Dario Saric on the bench. You re-signed Javon Carter, which I really like. Really good defensive pest out off your bench. This is a team that can really ascend in the West. And Monty Williams, he showed that he's the right coach. Goes 8-0 in the bubble. These players want to play for him. They have a lot of respect for Monty Williams. And I believe because of their ascension, he's going to win Coach of the Year. Because that team looked fantastic in the bubble. And it was because of his work. They were the 13th seed or 12th seed. They could have just gone 3-5 and five and just bowed out because they weren't going to make it anyways. But that fight that they showed in that bubble shows that he is the right coach, and I really believe that he's going to win Coach of the Year. That is a surprise pick for me. Next up, I'm going to go with Most Improved Player. Now, I've seen a lot of Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I've seen some OG Ananobi. I could be a homer and go with him, but I'm not. I'm going to go with DeJounte Murray from the San Antonio Spurs. I've been waiting for this guy to break out for a couple years now. It kind of got halted two years ago when he tore his ACL in the preseason. I was really, I was just upset. I was like, dang. I'm, I really thought DeJounte Murray was going to take the next step. Last year he was trying to get back. But I believe this is the year that DeJounte Murray gets to like 20 points per game, averaging six or seven assists, becoming that really good two-way point guard, kind of like a Drew Holiday. Really good defender. He's sneaky athletic. And if the Spurs trade LaMarcus Aldridge and or DeMar DeRozan midway through the season, because this is not a team that's really going to contend or make the playoffs that might hit the reset button, DeJounte Murray with the keys of the offense could really do some damage. I do believe that he's going to make that jump. I've liked him for years now. He's my most improved player prediction. Next up for sixth man of the year, this is where I will be a homer. I'm going with Norman Powell of the Toronto Raptors. 
This guy's been asking for it for a couple years now. He's been fantastic off of the bench. He's averaged 16 points last year. And now that he truly is our sixth man with the Baca gone, and we've got the starting lineup of Lowry and Van Vliet and OG and Noe with Siakam and Aaron Baines, he will have the keys to the second unit. He's fantastic. I love when he closed games for us. He's a shot maker. He's aggressive, plays with a great tenacity. And I believe that he's he could get up to 18, 19 points per game off the bench for the Toronto Raptors. And because of that, he's going to win this award. And I believe it's not even going to be close. This is all Norman Powell's for the taking. Love him as a player. So glad he's on our team. Next up, Rookie of the Year. I am going with LaMelo Ball for the Hornets. I believe he's got the best shot at this award. He's got the keys to that offense. He can really... Now he can really play to his strengths with the ball in his hands, making passes. I believe his shot's going to be good enough. I think he's going to be a good enough driver to get to the hole and uh, and get some points on the board. Seems like a really good, just young man. Seems like a good team player. He's definitely matured over the years, but overall, from what I'm hearing from the Hornets, I kind of said this earlier on, they are so impressed with LaMelo Ball. And if they, he takes him to the playoffs, I believe he's got this award. He could have a John Morant-type season where uh, John Morant plays really well, gets the Grizzlies close to the playoffs, probably should have gotten in the playoffs if Jaron Jackson didn't get, uh, didn't get a season-ending injury to his Achilles, I believe. But yeah, I believe that's going to be an easy one. LaMelo Ball is going to win Rookie of the Year. Next up, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going with Anthony Davis. Some people believe he should have gotten it last year. I think he really showed his defensive presence in the playoffs and how valuable he is on that side of the floor. I believe he wins this pretty easily. He gets good blocks. He's a good rebounder. Just an all-around, just fantastic player. And then for MVP, I'm going to mention two guys. My pick is going to be LeBron James. I know it is a boring pick. I just believe that the Lakers are just going to dominate the league again. They're, this team, they steamrolled through the playoffs, but they got better. And I'll go over that when I go to my, my finals prediction. But I think LeBron James could win is going to win MVP. I don't know how many that will be for him. Maybe it's three or four, maybe five. I, I honestly don't know his, to, his total accolades. But I believe he will win MVP. Not Luka, not Giannis again. But if there is one guy who will steal it from him, I believe this is a more intriguing pick, but I'm going to make the more safe pick because I truly believe that LeBron does have the best shot this year. The one guy who would take it from him is Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets. If he comes back, as we know he can be, Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers, the most lethal scorers in NBA history, if he comes back and brings that Nets team to like a top seed and just destroys the NBA, averaging close to 30 points a game, he's got the award. Will that happen? I don't think so because I think the Nets are going to be really careful with him this season. I think they're going to rest him a lot of games. I hope he can stay healthy all the way. And I think with Kyrie, he's not. I don't know if he's going to get the amount of shots up. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I just don't know. It's definitely a more risky pick. That's why I am going with LeBron James, but I've got Durant as a close second. So now I'm going to break down the playoffs for the East and the West. We'll start with the East. For the eighth seed, I'm going with the Charlotte Hornets. 
And I, I, before I continue, I know there's a thing about the seven through the ten seeds having a play in a bracket. We're just gonna. I, I don't know if that's actually enacted or not. I'm just gonna go with the top eight seeds. So I'm gonna go with the Hornets at eight. I really think I kind of mentioned talked about them throughout, and so uh, that I said that earlier on. I'm gonna go with Washington at seven. Also talked about them earlier. I think Westbrook's really gonna bring this team back to the. Back to the playoffs. And this is a team that can really upset uh, a team in the first round with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, two great players, two great guards. They can get it done. Now, it depends who they go up against, obviously. But I think the Washington Wizards are going to be back in the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers at six. Really good defensive team. Really good all around. They signed the Raptors assistant. Uh, I can't remember his name. I know it's Nate. Uh, Nate, uh, it's I, don't, I can't remember the full name. It's like Bjorgensen or something. But I think he's uh, he's going to be the right man for the job. You got Oladipo still, Sabonis, Miles Turner, T.J. Warren broke out in the bubble. Still got Brogdon. I think he can have a really good season. It's just a really good team. It's a good team. They're not going to go anywhere, but they're going to be a top eight seed, hundred percent. And I got them falling at six. At five, I've got my Toronto Raptors. Assuming that we don't make any moves, we'll still have Kyle Lowry. Siakam's going to bounce back from his rusty play in the bubble. Resign Van Vliet, which I'm super excited about. This is also a team that can upset one of the top dogs in the East. Do I believe we can go to the finals? No. Do I believe we can make it to the at least second round? Maybe even the conference finals? Absolutely. This is a team that plays really good defense, and they really showed their fight last year in the playoffs against a more talented Boston Celtics team. So I expect us to fully be back in the playoffs. At four, I'm going to go with the Miami Heat. I really like how this team constructed. Jimmy Butler showed out in the playoffs. Got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, absolute snipers from the outside. Did lose Jay Crowder. That's a small loss. Still have Drogic, though, and Bam Adebayo, one of the, most, uh, the best young talents in the NBA. I believe they fall at four. Celtics, I'm going with them at three. Jason Tabe is going to continue his ascension to stardom. Jalen Brown's a really good two-way player. I really, I didn't like going up against Marcus Smart, but man, did he play well against the Raptors in that series. So I've got the Celtics at the three spot. Number two, I'm going with Brooklyn. And I'm going with Milwaukee at one. The reason for that is I believe the Bucs are a fantastic regular season team. But in the playoffs is where I think they they will underachieve, which is why I put them in that category. And for the Nets, I believe they're going to rest KD and Kyrie a bit. They're going to save those guys for the playoffs. They're kind of going to do what the Clippers try to do or what the Lakers did a little bit by resting their stars. But, I mean, the Nets are going to be a top two seed, even without them. They were a seven seed. Karis LeVert, I love Karis LeVert. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I think he's fantastic. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, really good point guard for them. He can score really well. Jared Allen, very good player. Joe Harris, great three-point shooter. I, this is why I don't want them to make a trade for James Harden. They have the guys. This this is a championship caliber team. 1,000%. So those are my rankings in the East. If you notice the team I didn't put in there, I am not putting Philadelphia in the playoffs. Number one, I believe one of those two players and Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid is getting traded. And it's not going to be for James Harden. I don't see it. This is not going to work out. I've never seen, and I've never envisioned that partnership working out. 
Ben Simmons is scared to shoot a jump shot. I can shoot better than him, and I'm not even close to his potential. I, I don't understand. At least take them. Joel Embiid, very injury prone. But when he's clogging up the middle or trying to shoot three-point shots like you're a six-foot-six guard when you're really seven-foot and a big dude who needs to get in the post and go to work, it's not going to work. The, it just, the partnership will not work. I think they should try to trade one of them for James Harden if they want the best value back. Because I think Joel Embiid and Harden would be a completely different story. They would obviously make the playoffs, but for now, I just don't see this partnership working out. One of them, one of them will be shipped, and they're not going to make the playoffs, and they're going to hit that reset button with Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons as their main cornerstone. And now for the West. We are approaching up on 25 minutes, so I want to get this done before 30. Definitely a longer episode today, but it's been a good one so far. Let's keep it going. Dallas Mavericks at 8. As I said, don't think they're going to take the next step. They will be easily bounced out by the first seed, which I will get to later. 7, I got the Trailblazers. They made a nice push to the playoffs last year. Greedy signing Carmelo Anthony, who was now going to come off the bench, I think is really good. You got Derek Jones Jr. And obviously, you've got Logo Lillard, one of my favorite players in the NBA. I think he's phenomenal. He's a man. He can pull up from the parking lot. And McCollum, too. I mean, th- this is a team that looked for a little bit that they might upset the Lakers in that game one. But the Lakers are the Lakers. But they'll make the playoffs again comfortably. At 6, I'm going with the Warriors. I think Steph Curry is going to have a good bounce back season from his injury riddled season a year ago. Obviously, no Clay Thompson, which is why I'm not going to put them higher. But if you've got Steph Curry and now you've got Kelly Oubre with Draymond Green back and Andrew Wiggins, you're going to make the playoffs. And I think they can scare a team a little bit. They're definitely going to advance around. And at five, I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. This is where the coach of the year candidate for me and Monty Williams comes into play. Because I think this team's going to be a top five seed in the West. With Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, I kind of explained why I think they could be really good. But that addition of Chris Paul, and I'm going to keep saying it, biggest addition in the offseason. He is so good, and he's going to bring the best out of this team. That's why I think they're going to make that big jump. And they're going to the playoffs. And they're not just going to be an eight seed. They're going to be a five seed, and they're going to contend. Not for us, not for the final spot, but they're going to contend with some of the best. At four, I've got the Jazz. Really good regular season team. They always are. Will they make it far in the playoffs? Not sure. Not sure. But I think they're going to be locked and loaded. Quinn Snyder's a great coach. And they're always around that four, five, six ballpark. So I've got them at four. Three, I'm going with the Nuggets. Again, they won't get over the hump, but they'll still be a good regular season team. Don't know how they'll do in the playoffs, but I've got them at three. Clippers, I'm going to stick them at the two spot, just like they were last year. I believe Kawhi and PG are ready for a bounce back year. Really a revenge tour for kind of just getting embarrassed by the Nuggets by blowing a 3-1 lead. I think they'll get that. And obviously I'm going with the Lakers at one. LeBron James, Anthony Davis with the new additions in Harrell and Schroeder and Wesley Matthews. That team's locked and loaded. They're ready to go. Now lastly, to break it all down for the brackets. In these scenarios I just created, the Bucks would play the Hornets, obviously I'm going with the Bucks there. The Nets would beat the Wizards. I'm going to go with them there too. The Celtics would play the Pacers. I'm going to go with the Celtics there. They always play the Pacers. They always beat them. And the Heat and the Raptors, this is where I'm going to go with the Raptors. And it's not just because I'm a homer. 
I believe that we can. I believed that if we beat the Celtics last year, we were going to beat the Miami Heat and we were going to go to the NBA Finals. I believe the Celtics were a harder draw for us because they had more talent. I believe we would have matched up with the Heat better. So I think that's what is going to happen. Next, we have the Nets, the Celtics, Bucks, Raptors. I do have the Bucks beating us. I do have them going to the conference finals. I have the Nets beating the Celtics, but that's where the Bucks will underachieve. They'll squeak by the Raptors in seven, and they will get blown out by the Nets. I've got the Nets going to the NBA finals from the east. In the west, I've got the Lakers beating the Mavericks, Clippers beating the Trailblazers. I've got the Warriors beating the Nuggets, and I have the Suns beating the Jazz. So five and six seeds will beat the three and fours. And then I believe it'll be a Lakers-Clippers showdown which was what we've all been waiting for in the Western Conference Finals, but the Lakers will edge them out in seven. I'm a huge Kawhi Leonard fan, obviously. Played in Toronto, got a championship, one of the most fun NBA playoffs I've ever watched, but I believe it's going to come up just a little short because, because this Lakers team is so good. And that means I've got Lakers versus Nets in the NBA Finals, LeBron versus Kevin Durant, AD and Kyrie Irving. I am so excited for this potential finals matchup. And I've got the Lakers winning in six. I believe this Lakers team is loaded. They're going to go back to back. The new additions were fantastic. Rob Palenka's done a fantastic job building this team. Schroeder is a huge pickup. Stealing Harrell from the Clippers is going to be a great big man, either starting or off the bench. Schroeder gives you that scoring punch. Wesley Matthews is a good 3 and D guy. He's basically replacing Danny Green and Avery Bradley. Still got Kuzma. I love Caruso off the bench. He's a good spark plug. And it's LeBron. He is on a mission. And with Anthony Davis ready to take the torch as the king of the Lakers because LeBron is obviously coming to, even though he signed that extension, he's, getting, he's still getting older. Anthony Davis is still getting better. And I love Davis's potential. So I do have Lakers versus the Nets and the Lakers winning in six. And that is my NBA Finals prediction and my whole NBA season preview. Very excited to get to that. And just if you are confused about my Bucks point, I, I did say that they would underachieve. For me, they have to make the finals to achieve. And I don't think they're going to do that. And also... If they go up against the Raptors, I think they'll beat us. But if they go up against the Heat again, I don't think they're going to beat the Heat. Look what the Heat did to them last year. I, I think it'll be a repeat of what happened. But because I have the Raptors beating the Heat, because I really do think that if that's how it goes down, I believe the Raptors have a good chance against the Heat. But for me, when it comes to the Bucks, you got to make the finals. You have to make the finals. And... I just don't see them getting past Brooklyn. In the second round, I don't see them getting past Miami. I do see them having a better chance to get past Toronto because we don't have Kawhi. Or if they play Boston, I believe Boston <clears throat> excuse me, I do believe Boston would give them a hard shot. But they have to make the finals. So, anyways, that was a very long episode. Over half an hour. Very happy to talk about the NBA. For that period of time, hopefully my predictions come true. I think some of them will. Some of them probably won't. Not perfect. But either way, it's fun to speculate what will happen. So 
If you've listened all the way through, thank you so much. You are, you are truly a real fan of the NBA and this podcast. And I will catch you on Monday talking about the UNC games that are happening today. UNC is playing North Carolina Central at 2 in basketball. Then we have number 10 Miami on the road, 3.30 in football. Can't wait to watch those and then talk about those on Monday. So once again, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on Monday.